episode of the Matt and Mark Movie Show. I'm your host, Matt, and in just a few moments, you'll hear a post-movie conversation between me and my longtime friend and co-host, Mark. Quick bit of business uh, this week before we jump into the review. Big announcement, we are now on Spotify. So watch out, Joe Rogan. I'm kidding. Please give us a follow there uh, if that's where you get your podcasts. Um, Yeah, we're excited to be on there. It seems like a big deal. I don't know. What do I know? Okay, here we go. <laughs> back to the back to the show. This week, we're discussing a little movie called We Can Be Heroes. This is the brand new movie directed by Robert Rodriguez of Desperado, From Dust Till Dawn, Alita Battle Angel fame, Sin City. He's directed a ton of things. It stars Pedro Pascal, The Mandalorian, and if you're keeping track at home... This is Pedro's second appearance on the show, so I actually think he's the he's the first repeat actor, or first repeat star we've had on the show. I thought Nicolas Cage would get us there first, but right now, Pedro Pascal is in the lead. Maybe when Nicolas Cage comes out with that Five Nights at Freddy's looking movie, he'll, he'll at least tie him up. Uh, we Could Be Heroes also stars Christian Slater, Boyd Holbrook, among others, and it is available to watch right now on Netflix. The logline is, when alien invaders capture Earth's superheroes, their kids must learn to work together to save their parents and the planet. Uh, and it should go without saying, but of course, you know, we spoil the shit out of this thing. It's a good day to save the world. At a time in the world where things were feeling less and less certain, there was one thing you could always count on. The heroics planet's team of superheroes and my dad was one of them dad what's going on is that miracle guy that is just a training exercise probably there's something coming if i didn't know any better i'd say you actually sound a little worried this was the day our heroes fell missy moreno yes You'll need to come with us. Welcome to Heroic's headquarters. You will be staying in our underground stronghold. As the children of superheroes, you are all in danger. How are you making that? My mommy is lovable, but my dad is shove boy. That's really cool. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is unbelievable. Our heroes have been captured by alien intruders. The heroics have fallen. We need to leave this room. The aliens will be coming for us next. We're gonna need your access cards, like now. Nothing's getting in, and no one's getting out either. What are these for? To protect your butts when you hit the ground. <laughs> oh, she's got shark strength! 
rescue our parents and save the planet, we're gonna need to do it now. But we're children. The children of the heroics. Time to be a hero. I'm in. Let's do this. How do we defeat the aliens who defeated all of the heroics? We have a secret weapon. Teamwork. Ready for battle. Blood and pearls. It's a good day to save the world. The first thing that uh, I have to say was the most amazing thing about the movie was that shot of the president character (laughs) high-fiving no one. What was that? (laughs) Did you, you saw it, right? Yeah. (laughs) There's a shot (laughs) at the end of this movie (laughs) Where I'll just oh tell you God. spoilers. Um, the president of the United States in the movie <laughs> secretly is secretly an alien, along with other aliens in the movie. <laughs> it's really not as big a deal when you see it in the movie. It sounds like a big deal because I'm giving it a whole posturing intro. <laughs> and the president is played by Christopher McDonald, Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. And the best thing ever is that <laughs> at the end, all the aliens who look like regular humans, but have CG tentacles coming out of their back. They're all high-fiving each other. And like some are connecting with their hands and some are, some are the, you know, the tentacles are connecting. They clearly directed Chris McDonald to high-five the air. It, and so I'm guessing because they planned to have tentacles hitting his hands and they must've forgotten that in the finished movie because he's literally high-fiving no one. It's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. I think, I think they ran out of money and they were just like, cause they probably, you know what? They probably didn't rehearse. They were just like, you know, just, just fucking high-five. <laughs> and then the CG department was probably like, well, if we take this tentacles, that means if we're probably gonna have to stretch them to these weird, and that's gonna cost you some extra money. And they're like, ah, fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> No one will notice. They'll be like, no one's looking at Chris McDonald. But the thing is, I'm looking at Chris McDonald and I noticed right away. It's the most (laughs) bizarre thing. Like, even if you have no interest in watching this movie, put this movie on, go to like the very (laughs) last scene where they're all high-fiving and look at Chris McDonald. He's high-fiving no one. (laughs) Uh, Hey, Mark. Oh my god. What, what did you the think? Fuck did we just watch? What did you think of We Can Be Heroes? Oh my god. I'm surprised that they got Pedro Pascal to be in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he's or, not or in it for very long, like... but he has like he's the main he's the main character, which is odd because he's the leader of the heroic super team, but he's clearly like the Hawkeye. Like if the heroics are the Avengers, he's clearly the Hawkeye, but somehow he's He's the leader. I didn't understand what his power set was. He, he just had two katana blades. Pop- oh, he had magnet hands. Is that what it was? Yeah, he had magnet hands, which he didn't put to use for much other than grabbing his swords. Yeah, that was weird. This whole movie makes absolutely no sense. 
Also, <laughs> that fucking kid, there's a kid in there. He looks like he's going to grow up to be like one of these like hedge fund psychopaths, but he does blackface. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> within the like first 15 minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah, there's a kid he's with a fucking like, white kid. he's got the morph power from, I loved morph from X-Men who could just like make himself look like anybody. And he is making himself look like um, his classmate, his superpowered classmate. And his classmate happens to be black. So the kid inevitably does blackface. It's very weird. <laughs> There's a bunch of weird choices in this movie. Um, oh my God. What the fuck? We should say cool. a couple things just so, for people who are listening. Um, this movie's re- directed by Robert Rodriguez. And this is not unusual because he made many kids' films before. He's made Spy Kids, Spy Kids 2, and Spy Kids 3. And he's also made Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I haven't. I've seen none of these movies. Have you seen any of these? I have not seen any of them. You haven't seen any Spy Kids. No, nothing. None of them. No, I am aware of that one clip that I sent you. That's that's all I know. About. <laughs> wow, I thought you were like a closet Spy Kids fan or something, and you were like, you gotta I, no, see I, the you scene, know what? man. No, I saw them a long time ago on TV, but I don't remember shit about them. They were just like goofy movies and. So you and they did were like, see them. Yeah, I did. I didn't want to lie. I'm gonna oh, lie. Man. I'm a liar. You fucking lied, man. No, I mean, I like I said, I saw them so long ago. I can't remember shit. That I it was basically remember, like a new movie to you. I just remember that one line that Steve Buscemi says, and I was like, Jesus Christ, that's the only thing I remember. Which is the Spy Kids. Spy Kids was a little after my time, so I never saw it. Um, I think I, I would only have saw been... it because it was like a Robert Rodriguez movie. Yeah, no, it's funny like, because um, I I like Robert Rodriguez. I like his movies. I've just never bothered to watch these. Uh, I never had a reason to, and I had I have a younger sister, and I'm sure that she probably watched or is aware of Spy Kids. So I definitely had an excuse to watch them, but I never have. I haven't seen any of them. I know there's one with Rocky. Isn't Sylvester Stallone in one? I don't remember, man. Yeah, Stallone's like a I bad saw, guy in wait, one, when, but there are like there's a movies? bunch of Stallones in it. Like Stallone pulls an Eddie Murphy from Nutty Professor, and he plays like six <laughs> different parts. So there's like <laughs> I'm not kidding. There's like an old like Geppetto version of Stallone, and like a Stallone drag where he's like a grandma. <laughs> I do know Antonio Banderas is in it though. Like he yes, he, but he isn't gets, he like he he's good cast members for these like. They feel like super low budget. Like the lighting is terrible, and I'm—he's the DP, so. But you know what's funny is funny I think the <laughs> technology is definitely on his side now because when he made the Spy Kids <laughs> movies, which was circa 2000 or 2002, yeah, like right? Early, early the 2000s, technology, yeah. the digital backlot shit didn't really work. There wasn't—it just we weren't there yet, technologically speaking. But now he's able to do the digital backlot shit and. Even though it looks silly, like it still looks good. This is definitely the best looking digital backlot movie that Robert Rodriguez, I'm willing to bet, has ever made. Because he's got what that Netflix that? money behind him and the technology's there. Well, let's see. Hold on. There's what was it? Um... Oh, I also want to point out that Sin City and Sin City A Dame to Kill For were also shot, right? Digital backlot wasn't yeah. like all that, totally that green. Was like, yeah. And that's what they were. That was like. Well, I think there was like what four films at the time. There yeah. was like a French film that had all this like Egyptian shit in it. I don't remember what it was called. Oh god, French what was film. it called? 
it was a really weird movie all green screen and i think it was like star wars was another one right oh all the prequels yeah but the difference is of course george lucas had eight eighty billion dollars to <laughs> yeah. make those movies look as good as he could robert rodriguez seems to do these on a shoestring budget you know where... what's weird though he did like so he did alita battle angel right and he hired bill pope to shoot that like didn't he learn anything from these motherfuckers like his stuff looks like crap alita battle angel's awesome oh yeah because Bill Pope shot it. But the thing is, like, this movie looks like doo-doo. It was just like really light flat. It's so weird. And with the, that multicolor lighting, you know? The thing that's weird about, about this movie is that usually when you watch a Robert Rodriguez movie, right, he has a great gift for um, shooting fast-paced sequences. Like, his action sequences are always interesting, right? You go back to watching, like, shit like Desperado and From Dust Till Dawn. And even some sequences in Sin City, like he knows how to make a really kinetic sequence. And he really does that by using the camera in really clever ways. And like he's big into motion, like moving a camera through something into a cut. But here it was weird because everything was flat. Did you notice how still the camera was? Yeah. It was really weird. It looked so bad. You but could I think, definitely tell. Was that because sound. of the digital backlash shit? Maybe he was like, I, I can't so. be moving well, the camera there, too much. Like if you looked when he went to the. Uh the grandmother's house where you could tell that that was like outside right it you it really contrasts to all that cg shit yes it just looks so bad even when they were going into the to the heroics building when they get into that like little tram car slash bus where they have to swipe to get in there's yes. that transition shot from it on the ground to the overhead and it's just like oh so, so I'm sure bad. people are wondering why the fuck we chose to watch <laughs> this movie. Um, and there are two reasons. One, we both like Robert Rodriguez. Uh, and so we were curious. And two, there's kind of this magical thing now because we're all in the pandemic. And I wanted to talk to you about this. Remember back in the day in the before times when we would go to movie theaters all the time, there was always that awkward thing where like, you know, Mark and I are both, uh, childless adults, right? But like, <laughs> we want to go see a kids movie, right? Because like, you know, Pixar is different because it's sort of socially acceptable. Like, oh yeah, that forty-year-old man's gonna go see a Pixar movie <laughs> alone. That's fine, right? But like, if you wanted to see, like, I like all the um, it's got some big pussy. I like the new like live-action Disney <laughs> movies, and I remember I wanted to see Beauty and the Beast because I wanted to. I just wanted to see it. I wanted some Disney magic. I don't know. I just wanted to go to a movie, and. The crisis of conscience I had about being able to go to a movie theater because it was like a Sunday at 1 p.m. and it was fucking packed. It was it, it, it was like easily four to five weeks into that movie's run, but it was still crowded and it was nothing but families. And I was like, I have no other options. Like, I guess the real the 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 thing I could have done was just not go to the movie. But I was like, I really want to go by yourself. See a movie. Yeah, so I went by myself and you didn't even go with Jess. No, Jess was not interested in Beauty and the Beast. Did not want to go. She did not give a shit. So I went by my by myself, and it was so awkward oh, because I'm a Were thirty something like, man. Stay away from that man. Yes, I'm a thirty something <laughs> man. I have no children. Uh, to them, they don't even realize I'm married. So I just look like a, a freak there where all these families are. Dude, so I'm, I would be so dude. It was horrifying. So <laughs> I wound up sitting in the second row like way up front 
because I was like, nobody will sit around me. This will be great. And there's no question of what I'm doing. Like, for some reason, my mind always goes to the worst place. Like, oh, if there's a man sitting alone in the back row, like, you assume he's doing something perverted. <laughs> right? So I was like, I'm going to be out on display right up front in the second row. So it's very clear I'm not doing anything bad. I am just oh here to watch God. Beauty and the Beast. This is how my mind works. And the whole time, I was very aware that other people were aware of me in the theater. Were you trying not to laugh, too? You're like, oh, fuck, if they yes. laugh. If I-, <laughs> I was trying to do the thing where I was just going to shove. I was just shoving popcorn in my face, like, gnawing the sides <laughs> of my mouth. Like, my from the salt and the butter, my shit was all cut up inside of my mouth. Because I just kept shoveling popcorn <laughs> into my face. Because it was all I could do to keep from laughing at the ridiculousness of the situation. And oh I thought about God. this during this movie. I was like, not that this movie is holds a candle to the live action beauty and the beast by the way which is a very good movie um but if we wanted to see this movie like if you and i were hanging out we were like oh let's go see that robert rodriguez kid Kids movie because it looks weird let's go see it it seems like an oddity there's no fucking way you and i could go see that movie we, we, we could i mean you could that, you would that's on that's on you to be embarrassed you know what i mean man <laughs> well we did see you the fucker. There's the you're a lying sack of shit. You would not walk into that theater. <laughs> oh. Um, what was it? There is like what okay, so you would we did see the Lego Ninjago film. Would you consider that part of the socially acceptable? I'm so fucking glad you brought that up. <laughs> do you remember the guy who's the sat fucking alien next to us? Yes. Oh <laughs> my god. So Mark and I <laughs> See, that's like one happens. of the that's one of those moments where I was like, I fucking hate Matt Gilbert. So Mark and I Because you fucking <laughs> fell asleep in this motherfucker. Wait, 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 wait. We have to set it up. Mark and I had <laughs> gone to the movies. We saw like three movies that day. We saw like American Assassin, which was a really good movie. Saw something else, and then at night we were like, fuck it, let's do another movie. And literally all the time sucked. And the only thing that was there, we could have gone to another theater. We were like, we're not doing that shit. We're here. Let's go see another movie. We see the Lego Ninjago movie. And it was the opening night for that movie, by the way. (laughs) Mark and I go. And we are sitting next to another guy who's like our age. So it was very weird because the three of us looked like we were there together, even though it was just Mark and I. And this random dude. And I kept looking around to see if maybe he was like with a family. I don't think he was. No, he's by himself. He was definitely by himself. But it was very strange because he kept turning. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so fucking glad. Wait a minute. I don't remember. Who was sitting next to him? You or me? I was sitting next to him. Yes. Thank Christ. Uh, Yes. So I had the foresight to sit, I believe, on the (laughs) aisle. And it left Mark to my left. And to Mark's immediate left was this fucking stranger from another planet. And this guy kept (laughs) talking to Mark. He tried to talk to me, and I just didn't know what to do, so I awkwardly would look away. (laughs) And then you fucking fell asleep. So I couldn't even, like, I couldn't turn to you and, like, talk to you. And then I had to interact with this guy. And the weird thing, too, was, like, he would wait for our social cues he would only laugh if he, he'd look over, and if we were laughing, then he would start laughing. It was so fucking weird. Wait, but what, what was the thing he said? There was something he said where he was like, so you guys here for the big <laughs> Ninjago? What, what yeah. was it like? 
he thought he was like a fan of the ninjago the actual legos i think he collected them so and he was just a guy that was super into the physical lego yeah took a chance and i think he was also kind of weird too i think he was on drugs <laughs> i'm serious that I was he was a drug addict. he was not though as it wasn't as comfortable that guy wasn't as uncomfortable though as the weird guy that we saw when we went to see Moon, the Wolfman and his family, oh, remember that fucking dude? Was fucking with bizarre. the plastic bags that he was like freaking out on. Oh my god! And that big endless bag of chips he had. He kept yeah. trying to eat the chips, and the mother would take them away from him, and he would reach to grab more. Yeah, he was that like was a dog man. Bizarre. That was crazy. Okay, we're way off track. But also, Mark, by the way, was that was that the screening though, where everyone was falling down to the people that kept trying to get out of the aisle? Yes, kept there were three. <laughs> there was people kept falling. They kept tripping over their own feet, which it's not a fucking. There's lights. There's lights on the aisle. And there's not many people there. <laughs> and then not only that, there there. Remember that one guy kept coughing. We thought he was gonna have a heart attack. I was like, this gentleman needs to see the see the staff. <laughs> oh this God. is when Mark and I. We would just like every screening we went to was filled <laughs> with just New York's finest weirdos. Like every, it was like a fucking menagerie of mutants, just the oddest people possible. And there's Mark and I, like, hey, you want to go see Tusk, the Kevin Smith movie? <laughs> and we would go and we would be surrounded by like people who were trying to Holy breathe shit. potato chips through the nose and choking <laughs> to death. <laughs> Mark, that was your long rambling way of getting away from the question. You, <laughs> oh, I know we went to see Lego so Ninjago together, but if you were on your own, let's say, let me let me let me put a, a scenario in front of you. You're by yourself, okay. and it's 2000, and uh, I don't remember the year, but let's say it's 2014. Mark, you want to go see Zootopia? It's four o'clock on a Sunday. Do you go? Fuck yeah, I'd see Zootopia by myself. That you was would a go. surprisingly dark film with a lot of adult things in it oh know? i'm right no no, no. I'm, I'm right there with you i'm not talking about yeah, the here's content the thing is the like film. okay zootopia you know is fucking okay. awesome by the way here's the weird thing if if it's i have seen pixar movies and like disney animated films solo and for some reason if it's a cg movie i feel as though it's okay for me to go to see that by yeah myself. those are a little more acceptable because then i can right? be like it's the technical aspect and blah yes. blah blah I want to see the fucking movie too. I don't give a shit if I'm I'm a grown man. I'm like a well, that's I'm, where we're I both the, at. Yeah, like we want to see. There are certain I'm kids' stupid. movies that look fun that we want to watch. Fuck, fucking sue us. Yeah, they exactly. look good. However, if it's a fucking live action one, I won't. I wouldn't go. You so you uh uh-huh, so you go. would back yeah. out. Like Beauty and the Beast is like no, I would not go see that. That's a step too far for you. Yeah. If it's all CG, at least I have the excuse of just being like, you know, like, I'm here to like study the, the pixels and yeah. the technical rigging. I'm a rigger. <laughs> you learned, <laughs> you learned like two, two fucking positions that you Googled quickly. <laughs> They're like, sir, you seem to be making a lot of excuses and you seem to have a whole resume prepared. I just want to <laughs> know, are, do you want to buy a popcorn or not? Well, here's the thing is, though, I also had like the perfect excuse because if it was because I love kids movies to me are the most fun. It brings me back to my childhood. I agree. And so I love seeing them because they're fucking fun. They're not like, you know, oh, it's another fucking heavy handed drama. 
for adults. Where, Especially like, like this time of year, right? They, yeah, you're, I, you're usually stuck with a lot of prestige kind of adult yeah. movies. You know, everybody's got to make a statement. There's always, you know, some bullshit about a guy in the like, This is the historical event that changed our lives. Yeah, it's I'm like, like really? Fuck. I got to see a movie with a guy <laughs> with no arms and no legs? Like, come on, man. <laughs> Can I just go and see the movie where the little kids are superheroes? <laughs> Isn't that enough? Wheelchair. <laughs> By the way, so like I was saying, so my I would take my mom if it was a kids movie because my mom does not like swearing. She's very conservative, so I'm very limited as to what movies I can take her but to. Dude, that's such a great so, fucking smokescreen. Yeah, that you every Sunday bring your I would mom take, well, and that I'm, gains <laughs> you entry to these movies. I should have borrowed your mom. <laughs> there were so many kids movies I missed out on. <laughs> It's just because oh I want to see God. them. That's it. What was that other one with The Rock? Um, Journey to the Center? I never saw it because, again, I was not welcome. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's like that's one of those things where it's like, oh, man, I wish I had kids so I could go see. He did another one, too. The Rock did a couple of those. Like, he did another one. He did, like, a remake of Race to Witch Mountain. Oh, then was, was it Escape from Race Mountain? Witch, Escape from Witch Mountain? Escape Witch the Mountain? Race. Witch Mountain? <laughs> Witch Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. But yeah, so I that that would be my excuse. I would just be like, "Hey, mom, you want to go see this movie? It's got no swearing." Wow. Yeah, usually Jess <laughs> Jess is my smokescreen, but I'm I'm shit. Well, that's yeah, it's okay she for doesn't couples feel like to going. do that shit. Like I don't right, have a but girlfriend, so but it's kind of like. Decides, <laughs> but Jess has like two movies in her every three months. So if I'm like, "Hey, I want to go see this movie," and it's a kids movie, it's got a talking <laughs> fox and a rabbit, and they're police officers. She's like, "Hey, guess what? I'm not gonna fucking do that." And then I'm stuck by myself, and I can either see the movie on my own, or I could wait at this time, the eight months or whatever it was, for it to come out on video. And I usually would wait. See, I'd rather not wait, though, to be honest. But then I again, I even by myself at home, I would not watch Beauty and the Beast live action. Wow. Really? Nah. Not the least bit curious? That doesn't know. No, not really. I like yeah. Dan Stevens because he's the Beast, correct? You know what it is? You don't like musicals. We've established this. You don't like yeah, anything. Yeah, I'm not a big music. fan of musicals. Yeah. There are certain, I like I little know, musicals from here. <laughs> <laughs> I love Kinky Boots, though. Holy shit! Now that's a fantastic what? musical. Are you fucking pulling twice. my leg, man? I'm not. Joking. I don't want to say that I like it too, because then I feel like you're musical. gonna. This is a setup for Do you. you to make fun did of you me. like it? I never saw it. What? Oh yeah, man! See, before it. the world collapsed, that Kinky Boots was the shit. Really? Especially I can't with imagine like you, Billy Kinky Porter. Boots. Billy Porter was fucking awesome. Next, yeah. you're gonna tell me you saw Mamma Mia on stage? No, that one. I. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> are you too fucking good for mama me i'm too good for abba okay so we've gotten Kinky way off track my jam the movie that we watched was we could be heroes <laughs> oh yeah and we we're talking about that movie that's right. i'll just tell you really quick the movie is about um a they're, they're basically the avengers they're a team of superheroes there's an alien invasion they get taken out and the heroics by the alien force right they're called the heroics and so no one else is available because all the superheroes are captured um, and all the superheroes' children are in a lockdown government facility on the Heroics campus, like the Avengers campus. And so the kids take it upon themselves to step up and save the day. That's it. That's all you need to know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did want to talk about a few of the uh, – so we should probably describe what each kid's ability is. Um, and we should also say that there are some random faces in this movie. 
One is Pedro Pascal makes a return on this podcast. This is now the second Again. Pedro Pascal movie that we're reviewing. The first one was Wonder Woman 1984, if you're keeping score. And we've discussed The Mandalorian ad nauseum. Uh, so this is Pedro Pascal's second appearance. Um, your guy from, I don't know his fucking name, and I'm not going to look it up. The guy from Logan and The Predator. Which guy? The guy who played Miracle Man in this. That guy. Oh, yeah, is yeah, like yeah. That guy. I love that guy. guy. He's, he's awesome. also Hold in on, The Predator. Look at, I'll look him up. Yes. Miracle Man. He's got a he's real good. southern drawl. He's got like a real <laughs> weird voice. He's like a tough guy. We're the bad guys, right? Whatever his line was in the movies. <laughs> uh, another random face that pops up, Han from the Fast and Furious movies. He's back. He's not just alive again in Fast and Furious 9. He's also alive here. And he plays, he's like this movie's version of The Flash. And Christian Slater. Christian Slater's randomly so in it. Good random. for him, right? But oh yeah, it was think. Boyd Hallbrook. Boyd, Boyd Hallbrook. That's his name. That's He's the guy. That's that guy. And the uh, other guy is Sung Kang from That's Han. Blinding Fast. Yes, if you know, um, if you know your Fast and Furious movies, Han is in this movie and. Uh, I just like that actor. I think he's a he's a fun presence on screen. So when I see him, I'm like, hey, it's on. I have a good time. Hey, that guy. Hey, it's that guy. Chris McDonald is in it. He plays the president who doesn't know how to high five anybody. <laughs> and the other main villain in the movie, well, she's revealed to be a villain, is Priyanka Chopra. Um, and she's, um, oh, man, I mean, fuck it. It's spoilers. Who gives a shit? Right. Yeah. She's the lady who heads up the heroics campus and, and she kind of corrals all the kids. And then you realize she's bad. At first, you think it's like a Ferris Bueller situation where she's like the, the principal chasing the kids like you kids shouldn't be leaving the school. And she's actually revealed to be part of the alien menace undercover um, trying to corral the kids and, and intercept them. Uh, I did want to talk about. A few of the movies. <laughs> you know what it kind of reminded me of? Have you ever played that video game, The Wonderful 101? No, I have not. Do you know what I'm talking about, The Wonderful 101? No, I don't. The Wonderful 101 was a Wii U video game, and it was a video game of like all these crazy sort of absurdist superheroes who had to combine together. So like there were 101 different superheroes and they all had ridiculous powers, but when you could combine them together, they would make a giant fist or a giant gun or a giant <laughs> bat or something that you could use to like knock down obstacles. Um, so in this like movie, those, this movie it's had teamwork. Yeah. And it kind of reminded me, even the look like that kind of really polished, like the, the heroics campus where it was like, it looked almost like a, um, like a screensaver almost. <laughs> I was like, this looks really <laughs> polished. Like the world of the wonderful one one um, so some of the heroes in the movie, and they have ridiculous fucking abilities. So there's a, so we should do the adults. The adults in the movie are Christian Slater plays a guy named Techno, who is like a, I guess he's like a, he's like a gadget man, even though he doesn't have the good sense to fill his fucking jetpack up with gasoline <laughs> yeah, no, when he flies. Idiot. That was stupid. Um, there's a lady named Vox who is like Banshee where she can use her voice to sonically um, push herself up like she can fly or she can also like hurt your eardrums and break glass, shit like that. Randomly sing an annoying fucking song. She can randomly sing as she does in them. This movie really took a lot of time with the The vocal characters. They break out into song several times, which was weird. 
Dude, acapella was so fucking annoying. Acapella, we should say, is her daughter, is the vo- is the voice oh. lady's daughter, and she does the same thing, except she uses her vocals to go low to, like, levitate things, which she only uses when it's convenient <laughs> or <laughs> yeah, when it know. makes no sense. Like, the script kept forgetting. That's why I was like, okay, Robert Rodriguez had the imagination to come up with all these fun sort of, like, Marvel safe powers so Marvel couldn't sue them. <laughs> Yeah, um, but he like would forget he's like okay we have a kid who he's the son of han the speedster but the kid moves in super slow motion all the time because he's so fast and so it's it has some funny gags where that kid is always really slow but then there are moments where they kind of forget that he's slow because when you see the kids running from one area to another he's running in normal speed there are two kids yeah, he keeps who, up with them like for most of the movie. Yeah, he keeps up like it's no problem. Can. There are two kids. Uh, one kid is a rewind kid, and the other, and his sister is fast forward, so he can reverse time by a little bit, and fast forward can advance time. It's it's only it seemed to be like in two minute, if that, like one minute increments. Yeah. Um, those kids were kind of cool, but then again, it was like. They kept getting into situations where it was like, well, why wouldn't the kid just rewind that? And also when he's rewinding things to change things, who's getting the who's doing the work like that kid rewinds time to grab an ID from someone, but he's not grabbing the ID. It doesn't show you who's doing it. (laughs) Normally when that happens, right, you'd have to see that character rewind, grab the ID and come back. Yeah, it's not an effect. It's just like they physically rewind the movie. Yeah, that the, was did weird. you notice there's like there's no effect on it? They essentially just rewound the movie. They it was rewound like, the footage. It's the cool effect to show things going backwards. You know how they've done that in a couple other movies that I can't remember? Where yes. they, they would just show it as like one continuous shot of things like reversing and going back into place. And then you can manipulate the objects along yeah, the way. Yeah, that's what Tenet this does. One the movie is Tenet. Give, oh, okay. I've never seen that movie. <laughs> well, so uh, basically... There's, I know there was another movie that did it too, but I just can't remember it because I my brain cells are all dead. But didn't the original Superman do that, where things would just rewind, and you know when he flies around oh, the flies wrong around area, the, the wrong way of the Earth, and he reverses the Earth's <laughs> gravitational pull, so he can reverse time, so he can save Lois Lane. That was like one of the dumbest things ever. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm talking about. Sorry, I didn't mean yeah. to interrupt. That that's what I'm talking about. It's like it looks like they just rewound the footage. Yeah, they basically just took the, the, the movie and with all the cuts in it and just rewound it back to the starting point, <laughs> which is super fucking lazy, it's especially really lazy. from, I mean, you see other movies that he's done and it's, for some reason, his kid's movie, he just doesn't give a shit. What the fuck? This is the quality podcast that you've come to listen to. Hello? What the fuck happened? I'm back. <laughs> ah, don't worry about it. Okay. So the Boyd Holbrook guy plays, I guess, like this movie's version of Superman. Yeah. Uh, he's, Man. he's called Miracle Guy, even though it's funny because there is an actual hero called Miracle Man. Right. Isn't that a very famous? Um, he's like a golden age hero that or maybe that's Wonder Man. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> this movie's version of Superman. His son is called Wheels. Um, and he's a he's a kid in a wheelchair, but the wheelchair can go super fast. Uh, and it has like these monster truck wheels. Oh, my they, God. They the, whoever was in the props department did not give a shit that this kid could barely move this thing. Like you'll see him struggling in the background trying to move this hulking wheelchair that's way bigger than it needs to be. 
Yes, and here's it's my... Like, it's so clunky and heavy, probably. And here's my other thing, right? So Wheels oh has God. these giant wheels on his wheelchair. Okay, cool. I get it. And the wheelchair goes fast. He uses it like a vehicle. Okay. So, but he's also revealed to be a tech genius. Like anytime they come to a technological problem, you know, when they get on board the alien ship, he, he can figure out how to use the technology, right? Why wouldn't that kid just design himself a wheelchair that he wouldn't have to operate by hand? Couldn't he just <laughs> yeah. have a mechanical yeah, like, chair that like mech legs or something? Yes. Like that. Yes. Yeah. It, that made no that sense. Look, well, I think that would have been really expensive, I guess. Yeah, I guess I, they what, how much did they spend on this? Uh, I'll tell you I'm now. Very the, curious. Oh, they don't. They don't say here. Um, Netflix. Netflix doesn't really show budgets. They correct? don't disclose their budgets. Uh, there's also, and this was interesting. This is why I was hoping you had seen this movie because I had questions, but you, you haven't. Shark Boy and Lava Girl are in this movie, and apparently, to some people of a certain age, that is a big deal because they grew up with that movie. So I think they're intending on those people coming back for nostalgia to see what happened to their favorite heroes because those that movie is two little kid superheroes. One of them is Taylor Lautner. For some reason. As a person who's never seen that movie, I always assumed Sharkboy and Lava Girl were brother and sister. But in this movie, I was very confused because they have a daughter. And I was like, whoa, it's that kind of movie? <laughs> uh, their daughter, uh, I don't know. I forgot. Oh, her name is Guppy. And you think she's going to have shark powers, but she has both shark and lava powers. But basically, it's like she can manipulate matter anything that's liquid so water later on she does liquid metal but then she also has shark abilities like shark strength which kind of didn't make any sense <laughs> and i wanted to talk to you quickly because you brought it up mark and i were watching it and it got to like i don't know man the last 10 minutes of the movie and we were like hey you said this you were like hey isn't it weird that shark boy hasn't said anything yeah, they like make it a point for all the adult superheroes. They all have lines, and Shark Boy is specifically. I'm wondering if they thought Taylor Lautner was going to return, and so when they brought the other guy in, when he obviously didn't come back, they were like, "Fuck it, he doesn't have any lines." Well, they brought the Lava Girl came back. She's the original. Oh, she is. Yeah. Which oh, is look, kind look, of, look! According I to Wikipedia, she needs money, and and Taylor Lautner doesn't. J.J. Dashnaw plays Shark Boy in a silent role. His face is obscured due to Taylor Lautner, who played Shark Boy, being unavailable. That's got to hurt. Yeah. That's it's like, really can you imagine hard. that? It's like you're another actor taking over, therefore you can't speak. Yeah, that what? sucks. That's weird, right? Like, they've never replaced actors before and gave them lines. That's or if it's bullshit. that important, right? Or the guy's masked. Dude. Why wouldn't you just get a sound alike? No one knows what he sounds like. Yeah, exactly. No one even knows what he sounds like. He was played by a fucking kid. Exactly. That's, that's stupid. Bullshit. That's fucked up. Well, um, now that I know that, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. God that's kind of shitty. Uh, Pedro Pascal, we have not gotten to yet. He's basically the Hawkeye of this team, but he's somehow the leader. I'm looking <laughs> yeah. at, at the power set on Wikipedia, Mark. You're, he does not have magnet hands. He really? is a. It just says he's a superhero and a master swordsman. That's his whole Weird. deal. But did you see at the beginning, though? He has... He, uh, he sticks his hand out, and the uh, swords come into his hands. And then oh, that, that could have been like and, a oh no no. But also, and when she's at school and they're trying to get the ball down, one of the girls mentions magnet hands. Oh, I think she was just guessing. Like, 
not like, oh, your dad has magnet hands. You must have magnet hands. I think she was just trying to guess what her ability was. So how'd he pull the goddamn swords toward him? Because it's like Avengers technology. Like, oh, this guy's whole deal is swords. We should make it so that if they're far away, he could they could still gravitate to him. Like maybe he had it in his gauntlets or some shit. He could like pull them close. So basically the the actual uh, lesson for this movie is that nepotism rules. No, not only nepotism, Mark, the actual lesson that they teach kids in this movie is, yes, work together, but also if you want to lead a superhero team, all you have to do is is be bossy enough to take credit for other people's ideas, (laughs) which is exactly what the Mandalorian's daughter does. (laughs) And the previous leader, too. Yes, same like shit. all the leaders in this film, they're like the most incompetent people, but somehow they have the position of power. Gee, just yeah. like yeah, cool. that was hmm, some kind of a statement there. Methinks, <laughs> uh, I did think it was funny, and and here's the other issue. We should bring this up. There's another kid in the group of kids called Ojo, which is a Spanish word for I. And her deal is that she draws images on an iPad, and I called it immediately. I was like, "Hey, I bet she's drawing images from the future. She's like a she's like a fucking psychic." So the kids figure this out, and <laughs> she's drawing on an iPad. Later on, ha ha ha! That kid is revealed to be a secret alien imposter, a spy, and what she's able to do with the iPad is like she can draw a monster on the iPad, and the monster is comes to life and it was actually kind of a cool idea and the sort monsters like i thought were pretty cool they were like scribbly but they looked like they looked good like that big squiggly yeah, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't bad actually it's kind of cool yeah there was, was a like, scribbly oh, man, like lizard kind of godzilla looking thing that looked pretty cool anyway monster. it was so frustrating because that character was drawing monsters on an ipad bringing them to life throwing them out and the kids all worked together to dispense the scribbly monsters except no one has the fucking foresight to take the kid's ipad and break it so that she cannot (laughs) create any more monsters (laughs) or they don't the other thing too is like they don't even bother attacking her and half the time their backs are faced toward her yes so they're just not even paying attention to her they're doing all this other shit and meanwhile this other kid is just drawing all these crazy fucking monsters and they're doing these overly uncomfortable that's the problem. It's like they do all these overly complex moves to sort of like drive home the fact that teamwork is important. But all it showed is that teamwork makes things very inefficient. It's like <laughs> in order to pick up one fucking thing, you got to ask five other people to help you. Fuck that shit. I love how you and then that one this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then that like fucking teleporter guy, the guy that had all the abilities starts to use like every different ability rather than just like be like okay i'll just teleport down there i'll pick up the motherboard and then i'll come back up and then i could or go down teleport to the motherboard pick it up then teleport to the ignition system and then swap it out why did he need like 50 fucking people to do this shit because you need to give each of the kids something to do in the scene i want to make a movie like a goddamn (laughs) feelings hurt i want to make a superhero movie where it's just like teamwork equals inefficiency (laughs) and it's it's just like if you have one skilled enough guy like you know like superman he could pretty much take care of everything right like everyone else is kind of just like who gives a fuck about it like the bad guy burns a hole through someone's back and he's like while you were discussing your overly complicated strategy i removed your friend's spleen (laughs) 
Congratulations. I'm oh, HR man. <laughs> I have found the inefficiencies in your workflow. Think about it though. In the Avengers, like Superman could do everything. Like, does he really need? Then he's got to worry about ah fuck. I got to save Batman because he has no fucking abilities. Okay, I just want people to know. I'm very sorry. <laughs> Mark said Superman and Batman were on the Avengers. I know they're on the no, Justice No, I'm talking League, about the movie. But Mark. <laughs> I know. I fucked that up. I totally fucked that up. Ah, God damn it. I meant the Justice League. Yes. Shit. Uh, That's what I meant. Yes, I anyway, agree. Whatever, you have one superpowered individual. But they kind of, they have that here, right? They have like their. Yeah, I totally fucked that up. They have like a superhuman, like an enhan- like a Superman, right? And that's Boyd Holbrook, but he's pretty ineffectual. He seems to be very vain. His whole thing is that he's just worried about being Taking caught selfies. on camera, having his picture taken. And when all the heroes are contained in the alien vessel, he tries to punch his way out <laughs> and it doesn't work. So he and doesn't then use after heat that, vision. just keeps hitting his head on the wall. <laughs> yeah, that was dumb. And Christian Slater, while they were captured, just decided to. Hook up some Rewire. wires so he could watch security cameras. But actually, that just showed you how shitty he is as a character because his uh, Miracle Man's son is like, look, all this stuff is designed for kids. It's designed to be easily used. The aliens have designed these for kids. They say that multiple times. Meanwhile, Techno, all he could do was rewire it so they can watch the feed, the security <laughs> yeah. camera feed. Like, if it was that easy, couldn't he figure out how to open the fucking door? The most hilarious thing was he was like, he literally put like two ends of a cable together. And he was like, this technology, this alien technology is so intuitive. <laughs> and I was like, okay, then turn around and it's, talk to yeah, the so and tell that he what couldn't open to do. the door. <laughs> <laughs> the whole deal, shit. too, that the movie, the movie makes a big deal about is that all the adult superheroes can't get anything done because they're too busy arguing and fighting amongst themselves, right? They're victims of their yeah. own egos. And the kids need to learn to get over that. So, of course, there's some infighting in, with the kids, but they um, they sort of get in line quickly because the movie needs them to. Yeah. So one of the things they do is once they escape the lockdown at the Heroics campus, they go to um, the Mandalorian's mom's house uh, <laughs> because she was a lady who trained the Heroics. And this was also a really funny part because uh, I thought she was going to train them to hone their abilities like you know, like when you oh see the first God. X-Men and you're at Xavier's school for the gifted and he's like, Jean Grey, use your, <laughs> use your mind to crush the plates that are flying at your face, right? And her whole thing in this movie was she made them do calisthenics and aerobics. Yeah. The kids it, it, were like jumping so up. <laughs> and like a couple like martial arts moves. Nothing Not to do with that. their abilities. And actually, when they the only time that they did use their their uh, their abilities, they f- totally fucked up, right? Yes. Like they were like bowling each other over. They couldn't coordinate. And then after that, they then they leave. Like they learned nothing. It was also frustrating too because the movie makes a point of giving you a ticking clock where it's like two hours until the aliens invade. And so with the remaining two hours, the kids are like, you know what we should do go to the gym and work out (laughs) and they work out for a very long time because by the time they steal an alien ship to go back up to the uh alien mothership to rescue their parents it's like 15 minutes left (laughs) (laughs) 
We haven't even Holy talked shit, about. They wasted a lot of time. They wasted oh so much God. fucking time. We haven't even talked about the other two kids. There was one kid that you talked about briefly called Wildcard, who has every power, but you never know what you're going to get in a given moment. Um, and another kid, Facemaker, who has the morph ability, so he can change his face. That's the blackface kid that we talked about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's the racist kid. <laughs> he's the racist. His power is racism. <laughs> Oh, man, that guy got canceled. <laughs> you know what's funny is that I kept thinking the whole time, I was like, why did you expect this to be any good? Like, it's almost like you should have known this was going to be shit. But, you know, I don't know that because sometimes there are movies on paper that even if you see an image, like a poster image, you're like, that's going to suck. And then you see it, and it's a wonderful movie. And I wanted to bring up some of those that I actually oh, thought of. The movie was actually... But- oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say there was like, it's probably like a movie that nobody really saw but there's a movie this movie is basically a copy of it almost pretty much there's a movie called a long time ago in 2005 called sky high sky high was what i was gonna talk about i had it written down oh really (laughs) yes that movie is fucking phenomenal and if you had the opportunity to watch this or sky high go fucking find sky high because that is like that's a great goddamn Sky high is a great movie all and the it, humor hits perfectly. Yes, it's and not so does the, but but they don't sacrifice the cool superhero action and lore in the name of comedy. Both things are both are running on all cylinders. Like that movie is really just a great superhero movie. Yeah, it's fucking um, phenomenal. I believe it's, it's so on Disney Plus. Too. I believe it's on Disney Plus. So if you want to see Sky High, um, you can watch it right now. I would highly recommend Sky High. It's a great God. I fucking love fucking that amazing pick. Um. The other kid superhero movie that I wanted to bring up, too, was Shazam. Ah, yeah. Which I thought was an awesome fucking movie. And is basically a kid's movie that's also a superhero movie. But it works really well. Although that one's aged up a little bit more by a couple years. But it's still four kids. Oh, yeah, Um, definitely. That was was, awesome. Shazam was probably one of the best DC movies out there. I I agree. I think next to Aquaman. Yeah, I would say Aquaman, I think, was like the best, like the most crowd pleasing, entertaining DC movie I saw. But I think Shazam might be my personal favorite out of the newer. Oh, I fucking loved Shazam. Yeah, I had I think I saw it twice in the theater. Yes, it was like so much fun. It was so great, great too, with the Shazamily where, you know, that movie pulled out all the stops. It was like, you know. We could have just given you a one-off origin Shazam movie and have that be that. But, you know, it gives you the Shazamily. It gives you all the, the the deadly sins and stuff. It doesn't hold back on the action, but it balances comedy. And in that way, it's another successful movie like Sky High. And it kind of makes fun of itself, too. It makes fun of the genre. It's really great. It's like yeah. a very, it's very well-rounded aware. It's self-aware. Movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Same with Sky High. They're both like on that level of everything is balanced really well. Man, you know who's fucking I mean, he's great all the time, but Kurt Russell's so oh good my in Sky God, High. Yeah. And you know what's funny? Sky High kind of has the same uh, character dilemma that this movie does where yeah. Kurt, Russell's, uh, Kurt Russell's kid doesn't know what her, his ability is. And there's the same thing here. The Mandalorian's daughter doesn't know what her ability is. So all the other kids mock her. Man, this movie kind of straight up stole some shit from Sky <laughs> yeah, High. Didn't it? Now that I Even think the, about it. The, kind of the look and feel is kind of similar too, where it's a little bit more like cartoony and you know what I mean? Yes. It was like more bombastic. They didn't try to be like, this is a realistic 
Yeah, oh, the other one I was going to say, The Incredibles, is another good one. Oh, but of course, yeah. But that's the thing is like, there's no, there was no, to me at least, I'll speak for myself. There was no doubt that that movie was going to be great. I'm saying like, you see the poster for Shazam, and you're like, this could be awful. Got it. But it's amazing. Same thing with Sky High. I expected nothing from it, and I was like, eh, <laughs> a Disney live action movie about superheroes in school. This is going to be lame. Turns out it's a secret great movie. Same thing. Um, another movie that you and I both love, and we had the good fortune to see in the theater at the Alamo, Speed Racer, a kids movie that's oh, yeah. amazing. Shouldn't have been that as successful. Fantastic. Shouldn't have worked, and it works on every level. Speed Racer is a fucking awesome movie. That was actually it was so much fun to see that again in the theater though, because yes. after after seeing it the first time, I had never revisited it until we went back to see it in the Alamo. And I was like, wow, this movie aged really well and it's super fun. Yeah, and it looks fucking great. If I have one regret for that movie is that I didn't get to see it in IMAX 3D. I'm sure it would have been stellar. Oh my God, yeah. That'd be the equivalent of seeing like Tron in, on an yeah. IMAX screen. Like the second Tron. Tron Legacy. Yeah. Oh, yes. God. That fucking soundtrack. Shit! Oh man, those light Although, I, sequences. You can't you can't lie though. The Alamo screens are pretty goddamn big and their sound yeah. systems are fucking fantastic. They're always good. Plus you can eat like nachos and like You can eat every fucking... cheese item on the menu. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can have mac and cheese, chips and queso, cheeseburger. You can add some cheese into your margarita. Can I get extra cheese on my cheesy the Alamo, pizza? That may have saved our lives. Just not being able to go to the Alamo. It that gave was really us like another year unhealthy. of life. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, every fucking time we went there, we would always order like the three goddamn cookies, <laughs> cheese case, like the, the chips and queso. queso. Oh Gotta my have the queso. God. And then I would get the fucking Brooklyn dog, as you uh, like to call it. Can I get a Brooklyn dog over here? <laughs> I and also... I would dip that shit in the queso. Oh, God. And I God, used to get, amazing. I love that M train pizza that had, it was basically a meat lover's pizza, you which is just got the same shit. <laughs> Mark would always it's make like fun of me because bread, it's just fucking bread, with a pile of meat on it. And maybe they were like, ah, oh, tomatoes are sort of healthy. We'll just put like a very thin layer. And there that. was like some basil. There was a little green thing on there. I saw on the top once. <laughs> it might have been a toothpick. <laughs> I'd get a meat lover's pizza (laughs) and Mark would get 14 items of cheese (laughs) or cheese adjacent. (laughs) Oh, and I would get the fucking milkshakes too. Oh, and those milkshakes. God, those milkshakes are great. That's what could have made this movie. See, that's another reason I miss the Alamo, right? Because if you go to the Alamo, you could see a bad movie, but still come away having a good experience because you're like, well, at least I ate a bunch of awesome <laughs> junk food. I had a good meal. <laughs> yes. Like, I would have gone to Weekend Be Heroes and be like, you know what? I had an alcoholic chocolate milkshake, a meat lover's pizza, <laughs> and some chips and queso. <laughs> well, the other cool thing is there, would, and, and the three fucking cookies, but the other thing, too, is like, you... If that movie was showing at Alamo, there would be other people like us, and they would be fucking laughing their asses off. Yes, you know, and so they would, would also be eating queso. Yeah. It's basically just a <laughs> cheese dispensary for nerds eating cheeses and meats on bread and watching <laughs> stupid movies. 
Oh my god. Oh, do you remember, by the way, I know this is just turning into a, like a fucking Alamo it's Draft fine. House episode. Do you, <laughs> do you remember when that su- super loud couple sitting next to me and that that lady dumped her fucking drink on me? This, Was this at uh, Lords of Chaos? Fucking water. And she dumped it. Yeah, I think it was Lords of Chaos. And I got so mad. I was like, can you please shut the fuck up? Yes. Oh, my God. That's the only time I've gotten, like, really mad in a movie. These people would not shut the fuck up. There's there's some things about the Alamo Draft House that I say that, you know, they have that policy. But sometimes, even though they have, it's like, put up a card. Sometimes these fuckers don't go for the card. So, anyway, sorry about that. Fuck you, Alamo, for that shit. No, I remember the way you did that, too, was really... Uh, Mark was actually really cool about it. I'm not even being a dick. Like, he was really cool about it. Like, they were talking. They were talking. They talked for the first 40 minutes of the movie. I could I could kind of hear them, but not really, because Mark is sitting right... Again, it's like the alien guy at Lego Ninjago. I'm on the outside. Mark's on my left. To his left, a chatty couple. And Mark has had enough, and I just remember hearing, because I'm engrossed in the movie, Lords of Chaos. Great movie. I'm engrossed in the movie, and I just hear Mark go, excuse me, can you guys please fucking shut the fuck up? <laughs> like, the way that you did it, you used manners to dress them down, <laughs> and then went back to your cookies and cheese like a goddamn <laughs> gangster. <laughs> Can you keep it down? I'm trying to harden my arteries. <laughs> oh my god! By the way, that movie was fucking dope. It was. <laughs> it has nothing to do with any of the movies we're discussing, but that was a great. I movie. bet you Go didn't think that. in our kids' movie Robert Rodriguez "We Could Be Heroes" episode we'd be discussing fucking Lords of Chaos, a heavy <laughs> yeah. metal movie about burning down churches and killing people. <laughs> Oh my god. Which is also subsequently eerily reminiscent of what happens in Sky High. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Do you imagine in Sky High, the third act turns into them burning churches? Oh my god. Like at the first two acts, people are on board and they're like, I like this superhero movie. This is oh Lord. You know, there was a movie that turned out to be like that. Do you remember Hancock? And this kind of goes into the oh, superhero yes. movies. That movie was started off and the trailers were like, this is a fucking comedy about a drunk guy that's also a superhero. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then you watch it and it's fucking heavy. Yeah, it gets that last shit. part. I was like, Jesus. Doesn't like, there, isn't there sort of um, like some sexual violence? Yeah, it's a horrible movie. Superpowered sexual violence. <laughs> Another thing I wanted to bring up was this movie has a weird I was like, who are these references for? So the stupid character who sings everything, the uh, acapella, there's a moment where the slow-mo kid and it's kind of funny until this happens. The slow-mo kid, they're they're on the ship, the alien ship. They hijack the ship. They're trying to get out of there. And they're like, wait, do we have everybody? And they're like, wait, we're missing oh, yeah. one guy. Oh and the slow-mo kid is running. To the ship. And that's a funny idea. And it's a funny gag. And it's almost funny. Until they, they cut to acapella. It. And she starts singing to the tune of Chariots of Fire. Yeah, that made me want to like punch myself. Okay, but on paper, that that should work. But as I was watching it, I was like, who is this for? Little kids that are watching We Can Be Heroes don't fucking get that reference. Even it's clearly par- for you adults. Honestly, think the parents would get that shit either, dude. I don't like, think Chariots the of Fire is a fucking old ass movie. Even the older 
kids or 20 somethings, I guess now that they're trying to net for the shark boy and lava girl fans aren't even old enough to know oh, yeah. or Nobody to get that, that chariots shit. of fire reference. The I other reference I wanted to bring up too was that kid also sings. Um, she hums the tune of Mary Tyler Moore. She even says, we're gonna make it after all. And I was like, Hey, I'm 37 and I don't even really get that. I just know it because of pop culture. That's like for the 70 year olds in the audience. Who the fuck do they think is watching this? And then you remember that Robert Rodriguez is old. (laughs) Yeah. That's when it becomes painfully obvious, right? Maybe that's, maybe that's what it is. Frame of reference is very skewed. now. (laughs) it isn't just old guys watching this movie on Netflix. It's also old guys (laughs) making these movies for Netflix. You know, it's sad that we actually got some of the references. Like, like for me, like I was about to say, I only knew of Chariots of Fire because my super conservative Christian dad was like, we're watching this movie because Eric Little was a Christian. So there were very few (laughs) movies you could fucking watch. And that was one of them. But like, who the hell else saw Chariots of Fire in so our So then age? if your dad watches We Can Be Heroes, he will really appreciate he totally that scene. He'd be like, oh man, that band, who, was, who did the score? It was Evangelies? For Chariots of Fire? Was it? Wasn't it? I thought it was Tangerine Dream. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let's look this up. At least we're not that old. Oh, actually, if I know what it is, then I'll, then I'll be really old. Fuck. Hold on, I'm looking this shit up. While Mark looks this up, I just want to read something quickly from the Wikipedia. Netflix approached Robert Rodriguez saying his films always do well on their service and no one else makes the kind of live action friendly films that he makes. So Robert Rodriguez offered to write, direct and produce We Can Be Heroes through his Troublemaker Studios. So they invited him to make the movie because they were like, your movies do well on our service. I I think they were talking about his kids kids movies. Shark Girl Shark Boy versus, or was it Shark Boy and Lava Girl, or whatever? Shark Boy and Lava Girl. By the way, it was Vangelis. It was. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know how to pronounce his name, to be completely honest. Vangelis. Anyway, yay. Yay, me. I remembered. <laughs> you didn't remember. You looked it up. <laughs> oh, no, you did remember. That's Mark's and then I just superpower. Mark's I superpower is that he has the power to Google anything <laughs> at any time. <laughs> Wait, so what other movies do you have in your list? Oh of man, I just farted. Movies? You didn't hear that, did you? <laughs> Listen, I. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how good this mic is. It might pick it up. So I've been holding it in for the last 30 minutes. And I just don't hold farts in anymore because I'm married. I fart whenever I want. I'm a fucking free man. Okay. Not cut this from the episode. <laughs> and I couldn't hold it anymore because my butt cheeks are not trained anymore to hold oh farts in because they're oh. just used to letting it fly. And so I Actually, just farted. <laughs> speaking of farts, because you and I have the same fucking headset. So I was playing video games in my living room, which was like, it's quite far away. And my brother was sitting at my counter here, the kitchen counter, and he fucking ripped ass. And it was so fucking loud. But my cousin that I was playing a video game with, it was like, did somebody fart? Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait. So are you, is that your way of saying that this mic picked up the fart just now? No, I actually didn't hear it. Oh, great. <laughs> 
so you wouldn't have known. But if you, if, if it when you review the footage and it does, please send me a clip. Oh, I definitely will. Well, I'm <laughs> leaving this whole thing in. So <laughs> <laughs> we can be heroes. This is a new Netflix movie for kids, <laughs> directed by Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> Mark. Oh my god. <laughs> do you want to know? <laughs> Holy shit. Mark, do you know that on Rotten Tomatoes, this movie has an approval rating of 73%? What? And Dude, the side, do, would you like bullshit. to know what the consensus is? Is that 73 out of 1,000? No, that's 73 <laughs> out of 100. And the site's Jesus. consensus is although it may be too zany for adults, We Could Be Heroes balances sophisticated themes with heart and zealous originality. Would you agree with that? What? Oh my god. Sophisticated themes? Who the fuck wrote that? Very sophisticated themes, Mark. Sophisticated things like choosing calisthenics over actually strategizing to rescue (laughs) the heroes. By the way, if you wanted to learn about teamwork, wouldn't you just watch the Avengers movie? (laughs) Yeah, actually, yes. That's a great fucking point. (laughs) Why the fuck do I need to watch this movie? Well, Mark, you'll be watching a few of them because this and month like, Netflix wait, announced Avengers, they are developing a sequel. No, oh, oh God! You serious? They are developing a you sequel, Mark. So I said, get ready. I don't know what to talk for. Anymore. We can be heroes too. I, that means it probably did quite well. There must have been a lot of eyes on this shit. I'm guessing it did really well. But I guess here's the thing, though. If you were if you were a father, which both of us are not. I'd assume that if we had kids, we'd probably turn that shit on so we can get these little fuckers away from us so we can enjoy some time ourselves. Oh, I would ourselves. definitely put this movie on. Like, kids would love this crap. Oh, by the way, that that noodles, whenever he stretched his neck, that shit was oh, yeah. so gross. Ugh. We didn't even talk about that kid. Ugh. There's a stretchy kid, like Mr. Fantastic, like Stretch Armstrong, and the effect on him is really disgusting because he Ugh. elongates his neck, and it looks unfortunate. <laughs> It's my PG way of saying that it looks like, you know, (laughs) just saying. Oh, my God. For the record, the one that Stallone is in, by the way, I believe is Spy Kids 3D Game Over. Oh, I did not see that one. I just saw the first and second one. Oh, you see? I love how it went from, I haven't seen any of these movies. Well, I mean, it's not one of those things. I saw a movie on TV. I've only seen the first two of this trilogy. Who wants to admit that they saw a fucking Spy Kids movie, though, as a filmmaker? You know, I'm supposed that. to be a serious... I went to film school, goddammit. I'm supposed to be watching, like, Citizen Kane and, like... And, Everything like, we learned, know, we learned from watching bullshitty movies. Some, I should be watching Godard films and, you know... I learned Renoir. more from Troma than I ever did from goddamn Tarkovsky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking Tarkovsky is boring as fuck. I will say, when you compare... This movie with a Tarkovsky film? I don't give a shit what anyone says. I'd rather watch this movie. I would rather watch this than any Andre Tarkovsky like Solaris, film. when he's just fucking driving it's around. boring. Ugh. Boring shit. I've never seen Stalker. So oh my God. Say that's an amazing also movie. Also boring. I'm sure it's boring. I've never seen it. It looks great. I mean, of course, the history behind it is like they shot on like Russian film and then like it got fucked up. And now everything just looks like garbage. So the only isn't uh, Stalker <laughs> like five hours long? Isn't it like really long? I watched it. I did like it, but I mean, it's fucking boring. You get, I mean, Tarkovsky, his movie is like some of his like block, camera blocking and 
the way he sets up scenes is like it's amazing but wow you really I'll... need to sit through like a three-hour movie to just see like what was that that one with the mirror that movie where it starts off on the mirror this like mirror and then the camera moves through this house and then there's like a barn on fire in the background that shit is dope but i don't need to see the whole fucking movie for that no i'm saying Mark, uh, apparently, I'm sorry, I, I have been misinforming you people. There are four Spy Kids films. The fourth one is called Spy Kids All the Time in the World, and it is in aromascope. It's in 4D, and the movie was actually, people had scratch and sniff cards that they oh, could man. smell. I hope no one farted movie. in that movie. I want to see if I can look up what the smells were. <laughs> Ass. It's like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck is this movie? <laughs> no one wants to smell that shit. This one smells Literally. like Joel McHale's back hair. <laughs> <laughs> Joel McHale's in the movie, by the way. I didn't just pull that actor out. Okay. Oh man. Here, actually, the other reason why I wanted to see when you recommended, I'm gonna totally throw you under the bus. You totally recommended this fucking movie. <laughs> okay. I'll take that. Uh, I was remember when I sent that clip of from that from Spy Kids that I sent you. I was actually hoping for some moments like that because some of these kids movies have some really good moments that are you know very well thought out and poignant. This one does not have any of that. In case you're wondering, no, but that's what I was bad. hoping for when we saw this one. Because I mean, Robert Rodriguez is. Would you consider him a good writer? Yes or no? Yes. Okay, so yeah, so he is a good good writer, but in this one, it's like, do you see any of that? No. And he's done things recently that I think are really good. Like Alita, I think, is a fantastic movie. Oh, His yeah. episode of The Mandalorian was awesome. It was the one where Boba Fett comes to help The Mandalorian, and we got to see Boba Fett in action for the very first time. Um, and I believe he is heading up, at least directorially, the book of Boba Fett. Oh, wow. Because oh, he directed that, that episode. Oh, cool. And so I know he's done some very cool shit recently. Like he's capable. He does really kinetic action scenes. I just don't understand why everything was so stilted in this movie. Everything was I guess like super it, still. <laughs> I wonder if it's sort of like, yeah, it's a kid movie. We can't, I will say there was one shot when they were in the spaceship and it's a very low angle shot. And you see the tentacles breaking through the floor and it's just like zooming down the hallway. That was the one shot. I was like, okay, maybe it'll pick up here. And then it didn't. See, yeah, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Man, you look at his sequences that I know he storyboarded, shot, and cut himself because he does everything on his movies. Dude, you look at the gunfights in Desperado. Desperado is one of my favorite action movies of all time. I I will fight anybody and tell you it's a five-star movie. It's, it's almost oh a God, perfect movie, movie for me. I love the vibe. I love the aesthetic, the performances, the action sequences. That movie isn't just a great time capsule movie like, oh, I'm nostalgic for the 90s. I'm going to watch Desperado. No, man, like every element of Desperado holds up. It's a fantastic action film because it's so slickly made, you know, that the way that he does the bar fights, like especially that one shootout where there's a moment where like Antonio's, you know, shooting behind his head, shooting behind his back. He shoots a ceiling fan to get a guy who's on the other yeah. end of the room. <laughs> It's really, really brilliantly weaved together. Like, I want that excitement in every Robert Rodriguez movie. Yeah, he kind of like half-assed this one. Yeah, even in something, right? Like something that's got a lot of sort of stillness, right? Sin City, ugh, right? That movie's got some really fun sequences in it. Oh, yeah. Most where it really moves. I, oh, I also the... liked um, A Dame to Kill For. Oh, he did that? 
The second one. Wait, which one? Oh my god, why Thin am I City first? 2, oh, a deemed to kill for. That's what then they switch one of the actors. You and I saw that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, okay. Um in the original, it's Clive Owen. In the second movie, it's Josh Brolin. Yeah, okay, yes. Now I remember that one. Yeah. Well, yes. here's the thing, is like even though that movie had the very still shots, very reminiscent of like, I guess, a comic book frame, they looked beautiful, right? I don't think any of these still shots looked great in this movie. No, there were some they just um, looked like shots. Very... I think it, the only thing I thought looked really cool was the Heroics Campus, the exteriors. But again, it looked like a screensaver. Like, okay, yeah, yeah exactly. that looks cool because it's like it's like an aesthetically pleasing image. It looks really clean and shiny. It looks like Avengers Tower. Yeah, exactly. Like, it just wholesale <laughs> ripped off the Avengers. Even the H in Heroics, like that logo, and I'm sure they'll say, hey, it's our funny way of spoofing that. Like, no, man, there there is homage and spoof, and there is just straight up theft. <laughs> and my I'm saying your designer though, stole that. <laughs> Remember the heroics badge, like the FBI badge? Yes. How cheap it looked. Oh my god. Also, here's the Netflix other thing. Netflix got money, god damn it. They got 200 million subscribers. I know, man. And I know those digital effects aren't cheap. And I'm sure they built like some form of sets for like the alien ship and stuff. Oh yeah. But it just because you could tell that looked pretty that looked pretty wide. Um but it was just like weirdly flat. I, I can't explain yeah. it. It's, it's just the felt lighting. There was no depth. It's the, the lighting has is very. I think it's shot for green screen, and a lot of people feel as though if you're shooting for green screen, you shoot flat, just so you can extract so, yeah. the background easier. Or at least when I when I've been working on sets with green screen, they always try to shoot it as flat as possible, which is not the case. You can have dynamic lighting and shoot green screen. I don't HR like the contrast. Man has spoken. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't like the contrast ratio to be to one to one. At least make it like one to four something, just so there's depth. I don't know. Otherwise, it just looks like a fucking commercial or an ad. Yeah, it's just really flat. I'm just but not even as ads. I mean, there are ads that are shot digitally, but you can tell there's some nice depth there. Movement. It's a dynamic image. It yeah. doesn't just look like it was sandwiched together. Well, know? everything. This one, it felt like everything was in focus. So your eye yes. was just like, ah, there's too much information. I think that <laughs> it's like try to simulate some camera lenses. Don't put just throw in a fucking background that's also just as sharp. I don't know. I'm just being a, a douche. No, I think you bring up some good points. Where what are some other good like I guess you could say the Avengers movies are mostly green screen, like Guardians of the Galaxy, a lot yeah. of green screen. Lots of green there. Look, man, and look, you know, and I know not everybody can can be Star Wars, but look at this. Um, what do they call it? Stagecraft, screencraft, whatever it is. Like the the technology they use to shoot the Mandalorian. Have you seen those? Oh yeah, it's like the, behind it's the scenes like, videos. It's like LED. It's like essentially an LED box, and they project images onto it. So you have the natural lighting, and it, it looks. And I think they use the Epic Games engine, which is super fucking powerful. But yeah, it looks fantastic. And, like it's, it and it's and it's rendering shit in real time, right? There. So yeah. like, if your camera tilts, the world will open up. It, it doesn't just look like shit. Like, so the actors yeah, in the scene amazing. are also fully immersed in the reality of that world because it looks like it's all around them. Yeah, and you can drag and drop elements in easily. I'm surprised that I guess maybe he didn't use that. Yeah, I'm surprised Netflix <laughs> hasn't jumped on that and said, okay, this technology exists, especially for the movies like this. Right now, we can make our own superhero movies or our it's own cra- space actually, movies. The technology is 
fucking insanely good nowadays. Like you yeah. can shoot like expansive environments in like a really tiny space. Tech talk always killing like podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Did you see this latest nerdy technology that they're using? I really it's enjoyed cool. the algorithm. Hey, <laughs> yeah. it's super intuitive because I stuck two cables together. Because that's a word I've heard. I'm 50 years old. Intuitive. (laughs) Well, the adults. That's uh, one thing I don't like about a lot of kids movies is that they make the adults out to be really stupid. And it's but so I feel like that's par for the course, right? Like ah. that goes back to like the days of Dennis the Menace. Like you want Mr. Wilson to be a jag off so that you can laugh at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you don't want them to be like complete buffoons. No, it's a movie I'd like to see. Dennis the Menace as like a 40 year old guy and not some stupid thing where like a young kid is like, hey, hey, I'm I'm the asshole now. And Dennis is now the Mr. Wilson. No, like. Dennis is still a shithead, but he's like 40 years old. He's He's a fucking sociopath. He comes back to his neighborhood because his parents maybe have died, and he's coming to take the house so he can sell it. And somehow Mr. Wilson is still alive. He's like 120, but he's still alive, and he's still in good health, so he can like talk and think and stuff, right? He's not like like vegetative. Like he's he's a mobile guy, right? And Mr. (laughs) Wilson thinks, oh, he meets the the modern-day Dennis. And he sees him get out of a car, like a nice car. He's got a suit on. And he thinks, wow, this guy's this kid is really matured. He has come a long way from the boy who used to mock me by pulling down my pants, right? <laughs> and instead, the whole movie is a 40-year-old Dennis re- rekindling his love for fucking m- with Mr. Wilson. Oh, so then be- he fucks with him brutally the whole movie. And it's directed by Rob Zombie. And by the <laughs> end of the movie... He has he has just fucked with and tortured Mr. Wilson so bad that he find he's the thing that kills kills Mr. Wilson. That's it. The movie <laughs> opens and they're like, he's on the Today Show, and they're like, this guy. You know they do the, the birthdays for everybody that's over a hundred, and they're like, Mr. Wilson is the oldest person in the world right now. He's one hundred twenty four. <laughs> he's gonna be in the Guinness Book of Records, and we're here with him this morning. And that that fucking guy dies because Dennis comes back. And he has a, and this time instead of a slingshot, right? You you see him pull a slingshot, but then the camera tilts up, and you realize it's actually on top of a giant automatic rifle. <laughs> and that's how he fucks with Mr. Wilson. He shoots into his house and stuff. Oh my god! Yeah. Or he man. works for the bank, and he's like repossessing Mr. Wilson's house somehow. Yeah. Like a yeah. total tool. He bag. goes to to the graveyard where Mrs. Wilson is buried, and he pisses on her grave and stuff. Oh my god. And the movie doesn't have some clever title. It's just called Dennis the Menace. Just like Halloween, right? It wants you to be like, oh, is it Halloween 1978 or Halloween 2018? Fuck all that noise. It's just <laughs> Dennis the Menace. Or so actually, if you were doing it nowadays, it would just be Dennis, right? Just be Dennis. Doing the name. That's right. That would be the shit, dude. Tell me you don't want to see that movie. I would see it. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if they Sounds actually did that, though? Great. Where it's just like a really dark comedy. I wonder how right. it would do, though, you think. How do I think it would do? I think it's a $100 million movie. <laughs> Tell me you don't want to see this movie. I love how this podcast always turns into like a movie that we would want to make. <laughs> and not, not so much about the movies we it saw. It has nothing like, to do with superheroes or anything we're discussing. <laughs> I want to see a psychotic Dennis the Menace, 40 years old, coming back to fuck with Mr. Wilson. 
oh and God. put an end to him. <laughs> He's like, you act like a... And he'll say it too. He'll be like, hey, Mr. Wilson. His famous, hey, Mr. Wilson. Mr. Wilson comes out. And then, and then the rest of the statement is, you're a jagoff. <laughs> and that's when he, Mr. Wilson's about to turn his sprinklers on. But Dennis has replaced the water and the pipes with his piss, with like animal piss and stuff. Oh. So the sprinklers go off and all this fucking crazy llama urine, just crazy shit goes off in the Wilson's house. <laughs> Mr. Wilson, he's still, you know, he can smell. Like his sensor's still there. So he's like, <laughs> watch that smell. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that would be such a fucking insane movie dude who would you cast as dennis the menace and mr wilson then <laughs> mr wilson i think you have to get an actor who like is really fucking old like i would even say like who is the oldest living character actor right now cast him to <laughs> dennis hmm it can't be somebody obvious. It can't be like a Ryan Reynolds or something. That's too obvious. It's got to be somebody. Can, that might be a good. It's got to be somebody that get, makes you uncomfortable where you're like. You get Hal Hallbrook as Mr. Wilson. He's still around, right? The guy from this movie? Hmm? Fucking no, Miracle Man? Miracle Whip? No, 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 no. Hal Hallbrook. You know who Hal Hallbrook is? Oh, the old man. I'm talking about yeah, Dennis. Oh, I thought you were looking for like an old guy too. Well, he's yeah, I'm looking for an old guy. Actually, I said any old character Boyd, actor. Boyd Hallbrook would be pretty good for Dennis and Menace. He's kind of got that the face. No, no, you need somebody that makes you uncomfortable. Ooh, do you know who that the guy? What's his name? Oh shit! Something P- Michael Pitt. Oh my god! Yes, like that you see that guy and you're gorgeous. automatically uncomfortable. It's like, Ugh, that guy's skeezy. You're like, this guy's in this movie. I don't want to see it. <laughs> makes me see. Makes me feel weird. Right? Maybe we Isn't don't cast he, him because people don't want to see many, it. Like he played too many weird characters, and now he's just like a kind of. When you see his fuck face, it, like, it's Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman plays Dennis the Menace. Only he <laughs> could encapsulate <laughs> the madness, the psychopathic nature. <laughs> oh my god! That's right, fucking Gary Oldman, and he's got Dude. still got blonde hair and shit, just like the original Dennis the Menace. <laughs> and the movie psychs you out. Like, you think it's going to be one of those movies where, like, older Dennis has a kid that's just like him? Like, his son is a little shit? Nah, man. He doesn't have any kids. He's Maybe alone. he's suspected of killing his wife. <laughs> oh, and that's why he's over there now. That's why he's over there, back in the old neighborhood. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> Tell me you don't want to see this fucking movie. I would totally see this fucking movie. I think you could probably. Well, I mean, they're doing all this weird dark shit with like stuff. Like, what was it? The other one, the which is the which is the one about uh, that that remember it's like the dark version of Archie, the Archie comics. Oh, Rivers Riverside. Yeah, you can do shit like like that. Shit's popular now, right? I'm sorry, I did the old man thing where I said it confidently, and it, I'm wrong. It it's Riverdale. Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the Riverside. <laughs> You're talking about riverbanks. <laughs> yeah, we need an old fucking. You know who would have been perfect for Mr. Wilson? <laughs> Abe Vigoda, because he really was like a. Oh my god, Abe yes. Vigoda would have been perfect, but he's actually. I mean, he's he dead. really he's been dead many years now. But did I <laughs> tell you about the time? He's one of my most famous. He's one of my most I favorite celebrity was sightings. There when you got his autograph? Yes. At the Met, you still have it. It was in your notepad. I have to look for it. 
I'm Dude, sure you ran after him, which was really easy because he moved very slowly. He was very slow, and he was like, okay, okay. <gasps> Mark, this is a perfect segue. Oh, no. Will you do a couple lines as your fucking terrifying old man character? <laughs> Mark does this old man character, and it's really disturbing. <laughs> Mark, do one line as like a really old Mr. Wilson, like be like, be like, Dennis, is that you? <gasps> Dennis, is that you? <laughs> that is so oh, disturbing. Oh my back! Oh god, I I can't move. Mark, it's do the bit. Life. Do the bit where the animal urine comes to the sprinklers. He's oh, like, what? I, I think I smell some animal urine <laughs> in my front yard. Oh, oh my back still hurts. <laughs> Now say you feel like you're going to shit razor blades. I feel as though I'm going to shit drop a razor blade. <laughs> Holy that shit, what a character. Is so fucking stupid, it's fucking man. fucking awesome, man. I have a whole bunch of characters that I do. There's like, Really good character. I do like some trailer trash guys and like the old western dudes. You have some good voices, but I think this new terrifying old man character is the best, <laughs> is the best character. <laughs> so we can really go a couple different directions with him. <sighs> Holy shit, that's hilarious. It's so stupid. Oh my god. Hey man, thanks for doing this. Thanks for... <laughs> <laughs> that's how it ends. That's how it ends. It ends on an old man voice that has nothing to fucking do. With the original. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember how this is supposed to end. Hey, Mark. <laughs> hey, Mark. Would you oh recommend God. We Can Be Heroes? Oh, yeah. Heroes? We're supposed to recommend these fucking movies. Yeah. Would, well, you, would you recommend We Can Be Heroes? No, I wouldn't. I'm surprised he was able to hook all these other actors in, like these fairly well-known actors. I would recommend that you go see Sky High because I love that movie and I think it deserves to be seen. Go watch Sky High. Make it more visible. I was so sad when they didn't give Sky High a sequel. Oh, I'm sad Sky Damn. High didn't win all the Oscars. So I thought for sure. <laughs> best picture, best cinematography. Damn, now I really want to watch that movie. Holy fuck, that's on movie Disney is Plus. 15, no, 16 years old. That's right. See, this is how you know it didn't do well. It like the it didn't have a 15th anniversary special edition. Oh yeah, usually people are all slobbing the knob over that yeah, exactly. shit. No one gave a fuck about no Sky No one gave High. a fuck about Sky High. God damn it. I also would not recommend We Can Be Heroes. In fact, I would say to echo what Mark says, I would say watch Sky High or better yet, watch Shazam. Ah, I like that. That's a good Shazam's recommendation. Shazam's fucking awesome. Oh, question though. If you were a parent, would you recommend this movie to another parent? I would say if you don't like your child and you want to punish them, put this movie on <laughs> this is good mental punishment for them be like listen you fucked around earlier and you didn't eat your peas or whatever bullshit <laughs> but now you have to watch we could be heroes <laughs> oh we're gonna I go will... do adult things like go see the lego ninjago movie while your <laughs> ass stays here and watches <laughs> you know what that could backfire though because they could watch the movie and just annoy the parents with some of those awful lines from the movie oh that's true they could quote it if you had a little yeah. shit kid like dennis the menace it all comes Ugh. back fucking dennis the menace we're on a wheel time is a flat circle okay so is the, the earth is flat too did you know that <laughs> <laughs> uh.
You know what would be the best way to end this episode? That's how it ends. Yeah, it just ends, but you cut out all the laughter. <laughs> so it's just like this is a fucking flat earther episode now. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. Holy shit, that episode was crazy. Right, that about wraps things up for this episode of the Matt and Mark Movie Show. If you like what we do here, please consider leaving us a rating and a review wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or now Spotify. Ha <laughs> ha! Anyway, email us, mattandmarkmovieshow at gmail.com. That's M-A-T-T-A-N-D, markmovieshow at gmail.com. Or follow us on Instagram at the Matt and Mark Movie Show. We'll see you next time. Stay tuned after the music for a little Spy Kids Extra. I could make them all a wee bit bigger. You know, for kids with meatier hands. That's where things went very wrong. I applied a growth serum, and they took to it all too well. And I've been locked up in here ever since. Afraid to go out there again. They've tried to gobble me up on more than one occasion. Why do they despise me so? I created them. Do you think God stays in heaven because he too lives in fear of what he's created? Here on earth? Stop looking at me like that.